0: Welcome to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast. In this episode, Pastor Gary Keller delivers a message entitled, The Choice. We hope and pray this message blesses your life. For more information about our church and other resources, visit us at nlcclancaster.com. The Word of God tells us that we must lay aside every weight and the sin that would so easily beset us. Weights are not necessarily sins, but anything that would hinder your walk with God or come between you and God would be categorized as sin. So we lay aside every weight And we lay aside every sin that would so easily beset us. And why do we do that? Because we know, according to the Word of God, sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but you are under grace. And so today, I speak to you, from this thought, the choice. Matthew chapter twenty-seven, verse fifteen. Now at the feast, the governor the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner, whom they would, so according to the law, the governor once a year could release someone from prison, whoever it was that the people desired for him to release. And they had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you? Barabbas, Jesus which is called Christ there within that statement lies the question who would you have me to release unto you Barabbas or Jesus they the people were facing a choice And I speak to you about that choice today. And everyone said amen to the Word of God. How many of you are glad to be in the house of God today? Feel good to come to the house of God and worship Him and be led into His presence through singing and prayer and the Word. Hallelujah. I love church. I love church. Praise God. You may be seated today. If you go down three verses later in Matthew 27, you'll find in verse 20 these words. But the chief priest and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. Now we go back to the question of Pilate. Whom will ye that I release unto you? Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Christ. And there will always be the influence of the world around us. And the influence that day came from the chief priest and the elders. They came to the multitude and said, we have a chance here to leave Jesus in prison. And therefore, let us agree together that we would seek the release of Barabbas and therefore we will be able to destroy Jesus. Now, each one of the gospel writers mentions Barabbas. Mark said in chapter 15 and seven, and there was one named Barabbas which lay bound with them that had made insurrection with him who had committed murder in the insurrection. It is Luke who said in 23, 18, and they cried out all at once saying, away with Jesus or away with this man and release unto us Barabbas. And John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John 18, 38 Pilate said unto him, what is truth, Pilate to Jesus? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and saith unto them, I find no fault in him at all. But he have, but he, we have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will you therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? And they cried, all of them again saying, Not this man Jesus, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. So you know him, or at least from scripture, you know of him, and his name is Barabbas. Let's review once again, Matthew called him a notable prisoner. Mark states that he made an insurrection against the people. Luke declared that he was cast into prison because he was a murderer, and John said he was a robber. Suffice it to say, Barabbas was the epitome, the personification, and notwithstanding the embodiment of sin. Barabbas was a menace to society. He was a threat, a danger, a nuisance. He was a terror throughout all of Israel. He was a reproach to that nation. He was a terror by night and by day. He had committed so many wicked crimes that he was a notable or well-known criminal. He was a wild, peace-disturbing insurrectionist. He was a cruel robber. If you watch it carefully throughout history, you'll find that he was one that haunted the dark streets of Jerusalem and the lonely desert mountain passes leading into the city. He murdered his victims without mercy and without compassion. He was a household name from Dan to Beersheba. His exploits exploits, were discussed among the people throughout the land. He had become the most wanted criminal of all. No effort, no expense had been spared to hunt him down and finally throw him into a dungeon that he deserved. The deepest of dungeons, Barabbas, the man that was a murderer. And even to this day, Barabbas is still synonymous with sin, evil, wrongdoing. Barabbas, it seems as if he was actually the fleshly manifestation of evil in his day and the very name Barabbas carries the evil connotation that no one would name their little boy after him. So who in this house of worship this morning would deny that sin, much like Barabbas, is in our society today a notable criminal, Sin today, just watch the news, read the paper, listen to the radio and you'll find that sin today is a word that among our society, we have to deal with it whether we do or not. We have to listen to it day in and day out. It is a household word. Sin is a peace disturber. Sin is a robber, a murderer. Sin is your enemy, my enemy, our enemy. And it goes without saying that sin is not, never has been our friend. And the real threat to the human race is not the international drug problem or the divorce rate are the rampant dis- diseases that we face and it seems like there are new ones that are, that are recognized all the time and, and, and it's not the whacked out governments that we face around the world. The number one threat in the human race today is sin. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 34, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin... Sin is a reproach to any people. So where did sin come from? Sin came from hell's seething ocean when it broke out upon mankind back in the garden of Eden. Listen to Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. Wherefore as by one man Adam by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin so death passeth upon all men for that all have sinned you see the deadly poison of sin has infected every human being from adam and eve until now it lurks in every home it stocks its socks its victims in the streets of every city sin brazenly flaunts itself on the main street of every community and for us To dress sin up and present sin as a respectable citizen is to make a mistake of unimaginable consequences because righteousness exalts a nation but sin is a reproach to any people. In its simplest form, the question is, what is sin? I would answer that question this way. Sin is anything that comes between a person and the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know that especially those who are influenced by the spirit of the age, I know there are those who will not buy into my answer today. However, I stand by my answer. Sin is anything that comes between you and the Lord. I know that there is one school of thought, and I'm gonna share several with you, one school of thought that says sin is simply a disagreeable hindrance to the smooth ongoing of society's machinery. The scientific concept of sin states this, sin is an upward stumble in man's progression through life. It's neither right nor wrong. The Ingersoll conception, Robert Green Ingersoll from 1833 to 1899, a US lawyer, and lecturer and teacher of agnosticism, this is what he said. Sin is just a nightmare caused by too much appetite and too little indigestion. It simply goes like this. The philosophy of sin, the conception of sin in that day and this is this. Sin is a youthful oddity, an egotistical abernality. Other conceptions state that sin is a psychological hysteria It's a psychic rebellion, it's a simple error, it's a noted flaw, it's an immaturity at best. And the concept of sin has been softened by calling it such things as it's a disorder. It is an arrogance, it's a deficiency. The assessment of our world today unfolds something like this that we just need to be reeducated. Maybe we even need to talk to a psychiatrist. Anything and everything, but you do not have to confess sin. Twist it out of context, dull your conscience until you're no longer affected by it. Close your eyes to the implications and bitter developments of sin. But the fact remains that sin is our worst enemy. Sin is the culprit that separates man from God, from the Adam and Eve experience in the garden until this day. Sin is a disturber of God-ordained peace in the home. Sin sets father against son and mother against daughter. Sin will cause a woman or a man to despise their spouse. Sin will make families dysfunctional. And because of sin, it's not always juvenile delinquency that we are dealing with in our society, but sometimes it's parental delinquency that has taken its toll on families. And so sin will disturb peace in the house of God. Sin thrives on confusion, perplexity, uncertainty, and quarreling. Sin enjoys setting one person against another. Sin is the evil tongue that whispers peace-shattering gossip. Sin is the number one enemy of everyone in this house of worship this morning and those who are watching online. Sin robbed Lucifer. Think about this. The son of the morning uh, robbed him of his glory and his position that God had placed him in and made Lucifer a devil. Sin caused the angel of light to become the prince of darkness. And if sin could transform an angel of light into a devil of darkness, What can it do and what is it doing in our society today? Sin will rob you of everything that is good and there is no good in sin. Sin disguised as a beautiful woman robs Samson of his strength and David of his joy. Sin will rob you of your innocence, your virtue, your purity, your modesty, your consecration, and your walk with God. Sin will strip you of your decency and dignity. Sin will leave you miserable, poor, naked, destitute, and spiritually bankrupt. Sin was the killer that destroyed the world by water in Noah's day. Sin poured out death and destruction upon Sodom and Gomorrah. And once sin tears down your spiritual walls, you will become more and more Susceptible to the temptation that sin brings your way, insomuch that your spiritual walls are likely never to be rebuilt again unless you make the right choice. First Kings chapter 8 in the King James Version, the New International Version, and the Amplified Bible. And Elijah came unto the people and said, how long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. If Baal be God, follow him. And the people answered the prophet, not a word. Elijah went before the people and said, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal is God, follow him. But the people answered, nothing. The Amplified Bible, Elijah came near to all the people and said, how long will you halt and limp between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. And so the question is, How long will this society halt, waver, and limp between two opinions? The right choice for you and for me and for our world is simply, I choose to let God be God in my life this morning. I choose to be a Christian. The right choice is Jesus over sin. Deuteronomy 30 19 I call heaven and earth the record this day against you that I've set before you life and death blessing and cursing therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live I say today that the choice is yours and it's mine we can choose life or we can choose death we can choose blessing or we can choose cursing I choose life today. Hallelujah, we're living in a world that is caught up, tied up, tangled up in this thing called iniquity and sin is abounding everywhere. The church must stand today against the spirit of the age that is rapidly taking this society down. We must stand for the righteousness of God. I come to paint a picture that we cannot allow Barabbas to be set free. We must stand up in this society that has agreed against the Word of God to leave God tied up somewhere in a prison and release sin. That's what's happened in this society. But you're in a church today, we believe God can set you free. We believe God can make a way for you to escape. We believe that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that works in you. Sin shall not have dominion over you because you're not under the law, you are under grace. And therefore we lay aside every weight and these sin that would so easily beset us and we run with patience the race that is set before us. I say to you on this Sunday morning, it's time for New Life Christian Center to examine its life every individual every family every person look in the mirror ask yourself am i right with god am i doing what's right in the kingdom of god hallelujah and if i'm not i'm going to make it right today because there is a revival that is coming to new life christian center there's a move of god that's coming to the church in the last day there's a touch of heaven that's going to be ours but it will not come if we are not right with god i come to this pulpit to tell you today that i must be right I cannot walk to this pulpit and not be right with God. You cannot sing your song and not be right with God. Not if we expect an apostolic outcome. But there is a hunger and there is a thirst and there is a desire that's in the heart of this generation that says we're going to stand against the wiles of the enemy. We're going to stand for righteousness, peace, and joy In the Holy Ghost, you will not find righteousness, you will not find peace, you will not find joy in this world because this world is going rapidly downhill because of sin. But in the church, hallelujah, there is righteousness, there is peace. There is joy. Where is it at? It's in the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank God for the Spirit of the Lord that gives us authority and power over the sin of this world. I wish somebody today would make the choice. I'm gonna live for God. I'm gonna walk with God. I'm gonna be God's child. I'm gonna love him with all my heart, mind, soul, and spirit. I'm gonna be a first commandment, second commandment apostolic in this hour and put Jesus first in the orchestra of my life and let him play in the first chair and understand that he is still God. Come on somebody. This is the hour that we are. This is the greatest hour for the church because sin brings darkness but the Holy Ghost brings light. Sin brings people down but what we have brings people up. Sin will destroy but God will put things back together again. Come on. You need to stand today not physically but in your heart in your mind, in your soul make a declaration. I'm going to stand for right. I'm going to choose blessing over cursing. I'm going to choose life over death. I'm going to choose Jesus Christ over this world. I don't want a Barabbas mentality. I don't want to set Barabbas free. I want the Holy Ghost to be set free. He that the Son has set free, is free indeed. Hallelujah. Don't think that you can sin and get by God. You can't. No one can. But we can, hallelujah, walk in here and declare the righteousness of God, the holiness of God, the purity of God, the blessing of God, the strength of God. Oh yes we can, hallelujah. And this is our hour. Can I preach to you? This is the greatest hour. We are not interested in the possibility of defeat for defeat does not exist in the church of the living God. And somebody clap your hands under the Lord and shout with a voice of victory. No, Barabbas. Yes, Jesus. We set you free. Woo. Hallelujah. I love Joshua twenty four fifteen. And if it seem evil unto you. To serve the Lord. Can you imagine him even having to say that? If it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, if you can't buy into serving the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served, which were on the other side of the flood, are the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But then he said, "Mm." I wish somebody would say it today, but as for me and my house, the choice is already made. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I wish somebody would take the lead right now in your house and say, you know what? We're not setting Barabbas free. We're setting Jesus free. Jesus is going to be the author and finisher of everything that happens in our lives. Hallelujah, ask for me and my house. We are going to serve the Lord. Mm. Ask for me and my house we will serve the Lord. The choice is yours. The gods of the Amorites are the Lord God, Jehovah. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my wife, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my children, we will serve the Lord. As for me and this church, we will serve the Lord. We're not setting Barabbas free. We're setting Jesus free. I wish somebody would set Jesus free today. I wish somebody would reach down and unlock that door and say Barabbas you're staying in here but Jesus you're coming out. Hallelujah. I don't care how many people have gathered together to try to persuade this society, and they're doing a marvelous job of persuading this society to do away with God, but the church is not gonna hunker down. We're not gonna we're not going to fall down to the spirit of the age. Hallelujah. They may be trying to persuade everything in higher education, they're trying to persuade everything in government, they're trying to pass laws that are anti-Bible, they don't want the Ten Commandments around anywhere they're doing their best to talk to the people and and cause the people to walk away from God, hallelujah but the church is going to rise up hallelujah, I'm just telling you right now the church is going to rise up the apostolic church has a message and it's a message of hope you don't have to die in your sins you don't have to die in the corruption of this world, you don't have to follow Adam and Eve, hallelujah, all of your life, you can be born again hallelujah, you can be born again of the water and of the spirit there can be a transformation hallelujah by one man's sin disobedience came to all and sin came to all but by one man's obedience jesus christ many are made righteous can i preach to somebody let the righteousness of god prevail in this church in this hour that we will stand for what is right As for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me at New Life Christian Center, we will serve the Lord. I'm on my way to heaven, I will serve the Lord. I believe the Word of God, I will serve the Lord. Heaven is my goal, I will serve the Lord. Lord, I, I, I wish somebody just praised Him this morning. Come on, we cannot allow sin in this hour to have dominion over us because we are not under the law; we are under grace. Somebody clap your hands under the Lord right now and shout with a voice of victory. Glory to God! The choice is yours. There it is, Matthew 27:17 therefore when they gathered together pilate said unto them who will ye that i release unto you barabbas or jesus which is called the christ the choice is yours look at verse 21 of matthew chapter 7 for where your treasure is that's my question today where is your treasure there will your heart be also The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, the whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Because here's the conclusion of the whole matter of this message today. No man can serve two masters. Hallelujah. You will either hate the one and love the other, or you will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon at the same time. No man can serve two masters. You have to make a choice on this Sunday morning. Everybody in this house has to make a choice. Who are you gonna serve? I choose to be a Christian. I choose to follow him. My choice is Jesus, why? Because, And I close this message today with these statements as to why I choose him. And if you agree with this, I want you to give me an amen. I choose him because I am the body of Christ. And he is the head. We are the bride and he is the bridegroom. I said this the other day. We are the building and he is the foundation. We are the branches. He is the vine. We are the brethren. He is the firstborn of the brethren. We are the believers. He is the promise in which we believe. We are the sheep. He's the shepherd. We're the student. He's the teacher. We're the joint heirs. He's the heir. We're the army. He's the captain. He, we're the servants. He's the master. We're the worshipers. He's our God. We're the subjects. He's our king. We are the clay and he is the potter. We are the sailors and he is the ark. We are the hungry and he's the bread of life. We are the thirsty and he is the water of life. We are the strangers and he is our friend. We are the patients and he is the great physician. We are the candlesticks and he is the light. Therefore, sin shall not have dominion over you because you are not under the law. You are under grace and the choice is ours today. Who do we choose? I know this sermon is pretty straightforward, and I know that we have a choice to make, but I wanna see God do great things in your family, in my family, in this church, in our section, in our district. We're seeing wonderful things happen, and it's exciting to know that God responds to those who choose him. Those who step out by faith and say, I choose you, Jesus. Hallelujah! Don't allow the world around you to dictate to you the direction that you will go. But you, you see, we're not called to, to, to let me put this very carefully and straightforwardly, that, that it's easy to, to go down river. It's easy to go down a stream, down the Mississippi, and, and just kind of go with the flow. And that's what's happening today. The flow has picked up momentum against righteousness and the kingdom of God and the flow. And we find people who used to stand for something, who used to love God, who used to be faithful to the word of God and to the house of God. But the flow, hallelujah, has caught them. And they're just kind of caught up in the flow. And the next thing they know, they're just going along. Praise God. But we're not called to go along with this world. We're called to go against the flow. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. We're called, hallelujah, to be the righteous ones. We're called to be the ones that will go against the spirit of the age. Hallelujah. I know it's a battle, but let me tell you something right now. He's going to give you strength for the battle. He's going to show you the way out. Praise God. It's time. It is time for you and I to make this declaration. Sin shall not have dominion over me. I'm not under the law. I'm under grace. Hallelujah. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready for what God wants to do in this hour. And you get ready by making the choice. It all starts with the first choice. Give me Jesus. I choose him. Hallelujah. The spirit of the age, the spirit of the hour, the spirit of the antichrist is working overtime in this society. I challenge you. I challenge you between now and next Sunday, count how many murders you hear about. How many horrendous crimes you hear about. How many, how Think about it between now and next Sunday. How many times you hear the things that are laid out as oracles of God being challenged in our society today? Challenge you to look and see that this world is saying, give us Barabbas. But I say, give me Jesus. How can you say that, preacher? Because I was lost and I said, give me Jesus and now I'm found. Does anybody remember when you was in darkness and you said, give me Jesus? You made the choice, give me Jesus. And all of a sudden there was light. Does anybody remember when you were bound? Hallelujah, like the three Hebrew boys and you were cast into the fire of this world. But you refused to bow. You made your choice. I'm gonna live for Jehovah God. And the next thing those boys knew, they were free. Hallelujah, in the fire furnace. Their bonds had been burnt off of them and they were free, hallelujah. Can I preach to somebody today? The choice is ours. We must make the choice. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Say that with me. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Say it one more time. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for opening an avenue, making a way. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah! That when when they turned on you and laid you in a sepulcher, three days later, mm, three days later, He came out with all power in heaven and in earth. How many are thankful? for the death, the burial, and the resurrection. How many of you are thankful that, that you remember when you died out to sin through repentance? You was buried with him in waters of baptism. You were filled with the baptism of his spirit. Is there anybody thankful for the experience? Mm, hallelujah. Do you know that, that? and I heard Raymond Woodward preach this at a general conference, and, and this is what he preached. He preached that that, The Ark of the Covenant was a beautiful thing. Inside it was the jar of manna, the rod of Aaron, the Ten Commandments, the way, the truth, and the life. The way is the rod. The truth is the commandments, and the life is the manna. It was all in there. Jesus was in the Ark, if you please. The representation of him was in the Ark. And then there was a mercy seat placed upon that Ark. And at each end... Of that mercy seat, there was a cherubim or an angel that was looking down at the mercy seat. Do You know what happened when Jesus was out of the grave and the disciples came to the sepulcher? When they looked into the sepulcher, your Bible says there were two angels. One at the head of where Jesus had been laid. One at the foot where he had been laid. And so what were they doing? They were looking down at the mercy seat. Hallelujah. They were looking down at the mercy seat. I choose the mercy seat of God. I choose his mercy today, his love today, his peace, his joy. It only comes through him. Barabbas, no, we know what you are. We're locking you up. Sin, we know what you are. We're not letting you out. We're going to serve the Lord. And everybody said amen. If you love him, say "Amen." amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you today for the goodness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. Thank you, Lord, for the goodness of God that leads us to everlasting life. Thank you today, Lord, for the goodness of God that shows us the right way to make the right choice in this hour. And I praise you for it. I pray, Lord, today for every mother and every father And every student and every young person and elderly person, I pray for everyone in this room today, Lord, that you would overshadow us, overshadow New Life Christian Center in a very special way, Lord, and help us to find truth today. Help us to make a choice for truth today, for we will know the truth and it will set us free. In Jesus' name, would you pray right now for yourself and for those around you? Let's pray today. Hallelujah, let's call on him today. Amen, let's talk to Jesus Christ right now. Lord, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the love of God that's shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. I thank you, Lord, for every family, every person. In the name of Jesus, Give us courage today, Lord. I pray for courage today. I pray for faith today. I pray for the love of God to be shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. I pray that we'll make the right choice and the right decision. You have promised, Lord, that in the last days you'll pour out your Spirit upon all flesh. Let it start with us today, Lord. Let it start with me today, Lord. Let it start, oh God, with every minister in this church, every Sunday school teacher in this church, every parent, every couple. Let it start with us, Lord, that we would make the right choice. And by doing so, you will lead us into everlasting life. Thank you for today, Lord. Thank you for today. And that concludes this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. And for those of you on iTunes, leave us a good rating. Thank you for listening to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast.